The X-Zone radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the X-Zone radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Can you see what my future's going to be? Can you see it all in your crystal ball? Have you got a dream for me? Fortune teller, is she free? Has she waited just for me? And welcome back, everyone. This is the Exxon on the Talkstar Radio Network, Exxon Broadcast Network, UK High Definition Radio, Euro High Definition Radio, Star Cable, and Exxon TV. 1-800-610-7035 worldwide, toll free. Email exxon at exxonradiotv.com on MSN Messenger, TV at hotmail.com, and our website, www.exxonradiotv.com. My guest this hour is an old friend of the Exxon. Betsy Balega is a Toronto-based clairvoyant who assisted crime victims. She is the psychic for Christian Dor at the Bay. Now, she just completed her first book, Being Mystic. Now, Betsy has also just been chosen as a judge on Last Bride Standing, which is going to air on Sun TV Sunday nights at 6.30. Betsy hopes to be nicer than Simon, but not as weepy as Paula. And Betsy is also grateful to her publisher, O Books of the United Kingdom. Joining me now from Toronto, Ontario, Canada, is Betsy Belega. Hey, Betsy, welcome back to the X-Zone. Yes, Rob, we go so far back, you can call me Wilma Flintstone. And you can call me Fred Flintstone. So, Wilma, nice to see you. Yabba-dabba-doo. Yabba-dabba-doo. Ready to do the show. Tell me, Last Bride Standing, congratulations. Well, that was a surprise, and I've been chosen, and I'm, I feel very blessed. I'm very blessed. And I look forward to having fun. Mm-hmm. And if anybody's looking for to be a contestant, visit their website. Their, the grand prize is a free $100,000 wedding. Wow. You can't beat that. Tell, tell me, what's the premise of the show, or can, can you share that with us? Well, it's a series of, they'll do the brides-to-be, mm-hmm. will compete doing little tests throughout, and it's just to have fun. It's to have fun, and that's what life should be. And the beginning, especially when events and weddings are so expensive, this is a chance for someone to have an all-expense-paid wedding. You've also written and, here, I'm, so, I'm sorry, dear. And I was just going to just say, 
sometimes when, uh, married life can be a challenge, and the show just has the, the bride to be going through many challenges. And we get to vote and see who's going to be the last bride standing and who will win the grand prize. So it's like a test drive for the real thing. That's right. Betsy, uh, you've also finished your first book of being mystic and we've got to take our commercial break in about a minute from now. Uh, can you give us a, a one minute synopsis of what your book's about? In a nutshell, it starts out with true stories of my childhood, how I became aware of my psychic ability as a kid, mm -hmm. thinking that every kid in the world has these experiences. Then as you go into the later chapters, there are exercises at the end of each chapter where our readers can start to develop their own psychic ability very, very easy with simple steps. Betsy, do you believe that everyone is psychic? I absolutely do. I think we all have it. It's just like being an athlete. We all have some athletic ability, mm -hmm. but just some of us get to the Olympics. Betsy, stand by. Great talking to you again. Explanation. Betsy Balega is our special guest. Here's her website, www.beingmystic.webs.com. That's www.beingmystic.webs.com. The name of Betsy's book is Being Mystic. 1-800-610-7035, worldwide toll-free, email exxon at exxonradiotv.com, on MSN Messenger, exxonradiotv at hotmail.com, and our website, www.exxonradiotv.com. My name is Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon, a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard, Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern, here on the Talkstar Radio Network, Exxon Broadcast Network, UK High Definition Radio Euro High Definition Radio, Star Cable, Exxon TV, and very shortly on NN TV. We'll be back. Don't go away. Just for me, you can see it all in your crystal ball. Tell me that it's meant to be. Tell me, tell me, tell me, will we meet on a busy Explanation, Betsy Belega is our guest, www.beingmystic.webs.com. Betsy is the author of uh, Being Mystic, and she's just been chosen as a judge on The Last Bride Standing, which is going to air Saturday night, uh, Sunday nights at 6.30 on Sun TV. Betsy, welcome back. Uh, tell, tell me, uh, how can someone start tuning their psychic abilities so that they too can... 
you know, can can receive information that can they can use during the day, during the night at the workplace or the relationship or, or elsewhere? I always say it's very simple and it's no big secret. Mm-hmm. The actual difficult part, I think, is taking 10 or 15 minutes a day to start to meditate. And somebody came to see me about three months ago and was very worried he was meditating the wrong way. I don't think there is any way to meditate. There's no wrong way to Hmm. meditate. You just have to empty your head. And that's what people say, I just can't stop. My thoughts are racing. And we just have to learn to set aside. I think if you set aside the same time in the morning, in the afternoon, or at night, whichever you prefer, set aside a specific time and take 15 minutes to sit in front of of a candle, light the candle, and just breathe. Take, my teachers used to say, take three deep breaths and just relax and let go. Protect yourself with the white light of God from your head down to your feet so nothing can harm you, no evil can come near you. Just close your eyes. And at first, you may not see anything in your third eye, but you may sense something or feel something's going to happen. Then the more you meditate, There's the veil that you're seeing through, and you'll start to see stuff very foggy. Mm -hmm. And then the more you meditate, the veil is going to dissolve, and you'll have that crystal clear vision. It doesn't take much. It just takes dedication and practice, practice, practice. It's just as if I was going to become a violinist. Right. I won't get to Carnegie Hall unless I practice. That's true. Tell me, what is the significance of the candle? Is it just a, a, a point to focus Well, I've always been told by my teachers that it represents the light of God Mm -hmm. and that when you light a candle, and and some people say, oh, I'm too tired to pray. I should be praying. I'm too tired. And I say, you know what? Light a candle. And just you lighting that candle, that's significantly a prayer. You may not be saying anything mentally or verbally, but it represents your intentions going out into the universe. And when you at least try, my teachers used to tell me this, when you have a problem you're trying to solve, and if you can't give it 100%, if you give it 50%, your angels and your spirit guides will come through with the other 50%. Betsy, uh, by doing this, will people be as... Uh, as um, as clairvoyant as you, because you you uh, you nailed a, a number of of events prior to them ever happening. In fact, one of the events that I remember most from this year was you were dead on with the G twenty riots here in Toronto. Yes, unfortunately, unfortunately, but people can. I, I learned something actually from a Buddhist friend about ten years ago, and they said, Betsy, when you meditate. The object is not to see the future. It's really just to relax. And I I get that. I understand Mm -hmm. that. But if someone wants to tune in to become clairvoyant, they can. They they can do it. Just devote 15 minutes every day. And one thing I learned, my original teacher in Philadelphia said to me, don't doubt what you first receive. You know, because sometimes we'll see that uh, Rob's favorite color is orange. Mm-hmm. And then we'll say, no, no, it can't be. It has to be blue. And people eradicate their first psychic impressions with their logical mind, which is mistake number one. Go with what spirit gives you or don't doubt yourself. And I find that many 
people, especially my girlfriends, will say, oh, I thought I shouldn't take this job. I just didn't feel good about it. But I say, well, why did you take it then if you now hate your job? Oh, well, I thought I should, but I didn't listen to my intuition. Uh And that's where we, we mess up a lot because we doubt ourselves. And that's a little bit in my book, too. I have some sections on don't doubt yourself. Trust your gut instinct. And when you get a gut feeling, go with it. I remember uh, meeting with you downtown in Toronto when we did a remote from uh, from one of the pubs down there, right from across. In McCool's. That's right. That's right. In McCool's. Uh, what Irish bar don't I ever forget? None of them. <laughs> I know all of them. And if Mister Hunt is listening over in London today, he's welcome anytime to come over and join us at any Irish bars in Toronto because I'm sure I know all the owners and managers. I uh, yeah. so so you so you so you, I haven't changed much. Ah, uh, well, that's good. That's good. Don't improve on perfection. That's what I always say. But but you know, I remember sitting down talking to you, and we were talking about intuition. And and as a parent, you always get that feeling that something is wrong. The kids are hiding something from you. Uh, that uh, you know that even though the little one's not around, they could be at university. Uh, you know when things are going wrong. Now, is this part of the psychic connection? I definitely definitely believe that parents have a strong connection to their children. I have a a part in my book about my mother. Mm -hmm. Um, I was moving to Florida, and I took one last drive around my hometown, Shemokin, Pennsylvania, and somebody followed me home, a kid I went to school with, and he asked me to go for a ride with him. But I said, no, I can't. I said, I'm leaving for Miami tomorrow. And I looked over, and there's my mother standing at the front door. The light was on. The porch light was on. And I thought, my God, I'm 21 years old, and my mom is standing at the door for me. Well, the long story short, my intuition said, go, go in and go to bed. And when I went in the house, I said, Mom, why were you waiting for me? She said, I don't know. I just had to. Well, what happened is, the second half of the story, that fellow went out that night and met up with two buddies. They met three girls from town. The three girls were murdered. Oh, no. They, they dropped some acid. The girls were virgins. They refused to have sex. Mm-hmm. They raped the girls, and they were afraid the girls were going to go to the police. So to shut them up, they killed them. So after I moved to Miami, my mother sent me the, the newspaper clippings in the fall of the year. But when I read that the murders took place in July and the exact date, I called my mother immediately and I said, Mom, do you realize that was the day, the night that you stood at the door and waited for me? It could have been me. It might have been me. But for some reason, I don't have survivor's guilt. Mm -hmm. You stay there, but for the grace of God, go I. But for some reason, God had a plan for me to stick around. But I do believe my mom's intuition was in high gear that night. Betsy, do you believe that our lives are predestined? I think we can change some things, and some things are predestined. Because I just had experiences in my life Mm -hmm. that I I, I tried many years ago to move to New York City. And, And my teacher in Philadelphia said, you will never live there. You will never live in New York. You're not meant to live in New York. So I went to a teacup reader in Philadelphia, and he said... In three years, you're going to be living on the. Uh, you're going to be living on water. And I thought, oh, 
I'm going to be working at a casino in Atlantic City. Oh, my God, I'm going to be a waitress. I'm going to make $1,000 a week. Oh, I'll be rich. I'll have money. Three years later, I was living on Lake Ontario in Toronto. (laughs) So many times when you think that you know what the the reader, the psychic, your fortune teller, your clairvoyant is telling you, Mm -hmm. you know there's a new movie out called You're Going to Meet a Tall, Dark Stranger. I don't know if you know what the punchline of that movie is. No, I don't. Well, this movie is about you'll meet a tall, dark stranger, and it happens to be um, the Grim Reaper. He's tall, dark. I don't know if he's handsome, but that's the twist in the movie plot. And many times when I was younger, I was told certain things. Uh, Some fortune teller told me I was going to have three children, two boys and a girl. No, when I came to Canada, I worked as a nanny. I did have two boys and a girl, but they were not my children. I was a nanny to get in the country legally. But it wasn't the way I was thinking. It wasn't that a wedding ring went on my finger and I had a husband and children. But um, I can remember years ago, a very famous Philadelphia medium, Valerie Morrison, said to me, you're going to work in TV and radio. I thought, I think you're nuts. I think you're crazy. Mm -hmm. That will never happen. Well, because at the time I was a nanny, making nanny wages, I thought, I don't think so. But now it's happening. But it's all that thing about time. Timing is everything. When people go to, uh, when people come to you, how do you, do you explain to them that what you're seeing may take time? Or do people expect by going to someone like you, a very gifted clairvoyant, that things happen right away? Oh, many, I'd say 98% of people think it's going to happen right away. And just because one of my clients comes to me and gets engaged within a month or two, Mm -hmm. they think if they come to me, they're going to become engaged in a month or two. And it may be two or three years. It doesn't, timing is different for every soul. It's different for everybody. There's no way, I put this in my book, there's no way to, oh, I read for a girl a couple of years ago, and she said, when am I going to get serious with my boyfriend? And I saw a kiwi fruit, and I said, Stella, I'm seeing a kiwi, but do not go out and buy a bag of kiwis tonight, because that's not going to bring your diamond ring any closer. What happened was, that weekend, her boyfriend took her to a restaurant in Toronto. She never booked the restaurant, he always did. And when the waitress came, she never looked at the, the, um, the awning with the name of the restaurant. And when the waitress came and seated them, she gave them the menu, and it was the Kiwi restaurant. And, but see, I didn't see a restaurant. I saw a fruit. Right. So spirit, your spirit guides, your angels, you may see stuff in your meditation that you may not understand. So write it down. Keep a little notebook. Betsy, stand, stand by, dear. Betsy, you and I have to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. Please stand by. Exonation. Betsy Beleg is our special guest. She's the author of Being Mystic. Her website is www.beingmystic.webs.com. We'll be back on the other side of this news break. My name is Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon. Don't go away.
You're listening to the X-Zone Radio Show, live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network. X-Zone Broadcast Network, UK High Definition Radio, Euro High Definition Radio, and Star Cable. Our toll-free telephone number worldwide is 1-800-610-7035. Our email address, xzone at xzoneradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, xzoneradiotv at hotmail.com. And our website, www. XZoneRadioTV.com One Florida drug dealer made a serious mistake when he dared peddle his poisons on the schoolyard of Robert W. Morgan's preteen daughter. Morgan, a budding film director, tracked him to his hidden Everglades lair where his meth lab mysteriously blew sky high. When Morgan's demands to police to make grammar school playgrounds safer from drugs were ignored, he sought the counsel of CIA operative Frank Sturgis. Again, he was warned to give up what was becoming an obsession. Instead, Robert used his reputation as a filmmaker to infiltrate the mafia by stroking their egos and offering to make films for them offshore so they could import them as foreign product without paying taxes. When they agreed to build him a studio in Panama, Robert called the DEA and FBI and offered to work undercover. In time, their combined efforts revealed how the mob was secretly laundering billions of dollars through the Vatican Bank in Rome before returning to the States as foreign investments. Now read Morgan's story, Citizen Spy, Vatican Cover-Up, The Mob, Money Laundering and Murder, available at Amazon.com, BN.com and Borders.com. Welcome back, everyone. Betsy Beleg is my special guest to this hour. Betsy is the author of Being Mystic, and she's just been chosen as a judge on Last Bride Standing, which will air Sunday nights at 6.30 on Sun TV. Her website is www.beingmystic.webs.com. Betsy, as an attuned and uh, very gifted clairvoyant, when you're walking down the streets of Toronto or going to the Eaton Centre or on the on the Toronto subway, do you get all these impressions from everyone that's around you? And if so, how do you cope with it? Well, I'll tell you the strangest thing that happened to me a few about two years ago, Rob. I went to my coffee shop mm-hmm. and I was sitting at my little table and a spirit came up to me, a male spirit, and he said I was shot through the head with a hollowed-out bullet, and I thought, my God, I'm watching too much 48 Hours Mystery. I've got to stop <laughs> watching these TV shows. And this spirit would not leave me alone. He gave me names. He showed me Wyoming. He gave me the name Stephanie. I won't give you her last name. He told me many things, and I thought, i got to 
stop watching these murder mm-hmm. mysteries. So I go home, and um, at 3 o'clock I was watching Unsolved Mysteries on TV, and then I fell asleep, and I heard my phone ring, but I didn't pick it up. So I thought, oh, they can leave a message. I'm tired. So that night I, I checked my messages, and the lady said, Hello, Betsy, I see that you work on crimes. My parents were in a car accident, and she gave me the date. And she said the same day, my husband was shot through the head with a hollowed-out bullet. Oh, my goodness. But he's alive, and he wants you to take the case. Now, she, I, I was speechless because it was Stephanie with the, the last name that the spirit gave me. So I think the spirit was a dead partner in crime of the husband. But her parents died in a car accident very suspiciously. It seemed as if somebody was trying to kill everybody this woman loved. Either that or she was trying to collect a lot of insurance money. But she said, call me back, blah, blah, blah. And I thought, you know what, if I want to live another day to drink another glass of Merlot with Rob McConnell and Laura Rogers, I don't want Betsy Belega's telephone name and phone number mm-hmm. showing up on this guy's telephone out in Wyoming because I'm sure it was the mafia and drug dealers. And I just passed it on to America's Most Wanted. I thought, let the professionals take care of it, and I will stay off. I don't need to be on TV. Mm-hmm. Nobody needs to know I'm working on that case. I'll just pass it along to the professionals who do it. You know, another psychic said this. Psychics don't solve murders. They can give hints and clues, but it is the police department, the homicide detectives that solve the murders. And I believe that. We can just help them along. Betsy, how does a spirit know that you have the ability to see, hear, and communicate with them? This is always boggled by imagination. Well, I'll tell you, um, I think they can see somehow on the other side Mm -hmm. who can see and hear them. Who can see and hear them? And I will tell you, if, if my life would have been a movie in 2008, it would have been Dial M for Murder. And I did have somebody from Brooklyn whose business partner died mysteriously in Las Vegas. He sent me his business partner's photo. Now, strangely enough, the person's last name was the same name, last name as my next-door neighbor. Now, I believe in coincidences. So I looked at the photo and I thought, this is your cousin. This is your business partner and your cousin. Well, this person drove in from New York and sat down. Oh, and, I, and he just said, oh, um, he was a chef at a casino, and he died. And I thought, no, he died. He, wasn't, he was whacked. I'll be blunt. I've seen enough movies. I know a little bit. I, w- I was born at night, but not last night. So he came to visit me. And he said, I just want to know one, one answer to one question. Was my cousin, was foul play involved? And I thought, oh, I know it was your cousin. Don't lie to me. I knew it was your cousin. All of a sudden, the spirit of his cousin appears in my living room. And he says, tell Tony I knew I was going to die. I expected it. So I tell this person, your cousin's standing right in front of you. You cannot see him, but I can. And he's telling me he knew he was going to die. And he said, Betsy, you're absolutely right. He told me he felt he was going to die. Something was coming his way. 
my advice to everybody in the universe is keep your hands off other people's money and keep your fingerprints off of money that doesn't belong to you. And if it does or is laundered, run about 5,000 miles in the opposite direction. Because life is too short. You don't want to work with the devils and demons. You want to work with the angels. Betsy, when spirit comes to you, do you see them or do they come to you as they were during the best parts of their life? Or, for example, they if... They come nice it, and healthy. They do, eh? Nice and healthy. Mm-hmm. Has, there, has there ever been a time, Betsy, when you have had the heck scared out of you? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. There was a woman that came to see me once. And I used to live in the old Baptist church, the the Mount Pleasant Baptist church. And a woman came to see me. And when you walked in, I had the basement apartment. So I had angels and saints and Mother Mary. And at my stove, I had a picture of Christ. And for some reason, I moved that picture. I, I regret doing that. But anyway, this woman came to see me and we're sitting doing the reading. She's facing me, and I'm facing my kitchen, and all of a sudden, I see three black demons fighting each other like a whirlwind riot in front of my stove. And this woman had had an affair with a married man for 10 years. He, she was on the verge of suicide and said, I'm going to commit suicide. There's nothing else for me to live for. Everything I tried to help her with, the suicide hotline, or a women's support group, mm-hmm. no, no, no. She says, I have nobody. I, I gave up my family, all my relatives to be with this man. He paid my rent. He paid my credit cards. He paid everything for 10 years. Now he's decided, because he's getting older, he wants to be with his wife. He knows he's going to die soon, so he doesn't want me anymore. Well, anyway, I counseled her. And I kept looking at these three black things in my kitchen. I walked her to the subway. I stopped off at a Catholic church. I got holy water. I went back to my kitchen. I moved the picture of Christ back to where it was, and I said, I'll never do that again. I'll never move that picture again. As long as I live, I sprinkled salt around. I think it's in the Bible that nothing evil or no evil spirit can step over salt. And I washed the floor with holy water. But I had had girls in Toronto mixed up with the mob. And they come in, and when they do, they're, they're on a, a limited time, let me tell you, because I don't want that energy at my house. And when they leave, one girl, I used to work with her. She had a regular job. And she became a madam. Hmm. I was in shock. And she's in it for the money. And she thinks, if I marry him, I never have to work again. And I just say, well, do you want to be found dead in a trunk somewhere in the outskirts of the GTA? Like, are you people crazy? And this is one thing I'm noticing about the younger generation, Rob, is that kids want, uh, they do want their own reality show. They want to be rich and famous in five minutes. They want more than their 15 minutes of fame. And they're willing to sleep with the devil to get it. That's scary. If I had a daughter like that, I I would um, be doing some serious talking to her mother to daughter. Yeah. Yeah, but you the know, world is a dangerous place. It sure is, Betsy, but it seems that in today's society, families aren't what they were when you and I were growing up. You know, my my parents, you had to be home for supper. 
You had to yes. be home for lunch. Sunday's family day. You're at home. But now, you know, everybody's got a BlackBerry. Why, you know, you just BBM and away you go. We need to spend more one-on-one time with our children and bring the family unit back together because I think technology is just tearing it apart. I have a section in my book called, the, it, it just says, the more we are connected, the more we are disconnected. And I challenge people in my book, take one day a week, mm-hmm. stay off the internet, put your phone down, you know, put your BlackBerry away, go sit in a park. Because I, I, I said in my book, you don't have to be in a church, a chapel, or a cathedral. Go sit in a park. You'll feel God. He'll find you. He knows exactly where you are. And sometimes the most mystical experiences, they don't happen inside of a, of a consecrated church, but when you least expect it, when you least expect it. But no, I think technology is going to be a great downfall. And I don't know if you, you agree with me on this, but um, there are certain countries on the other side of the globe that would love to shut down the electromagnetic field over Canada, the oh, U.S., and Mexico. Big time. Yes, and their plan is to really put us out of operation. And I say to my girlfriends, I am older, so mm-hmm. I know what life was like before an answering machine, where if a guy didn't text you immediately, you had to wait. If he didn't call you by Thursday or Friday, you knew you weren't going out on a date on Saturday night. <laughs> but we didn't have the Internet. We weren't instantly connected. Yep. That if the collapse of the electromagnetic field comes, and I would put this on a terrorist alert list, one of my things to watch out for over the next two to three years, that because um, I feel, I, I know that there have been warnings lately, but what I pick up with spirit is we're going to see some type of an event, but it's going to hit seven cities at once. And I know seven is a spiritual number, so I'll just say I hope it has the least impact. But it's going to be the younger generation that will freak out when all of their little electronic gizmos collapse. They won't be able to use them. And they're not going to know what to do. Hopefully, I'm sure, then their mom and dad can guide them about how the world was way, way back, say, in the 70s, before there was Mm. an answering machine, before there was satellite TV. We actually communicated. You know, one of my one of my family members, they live in a, a normal size house, but instead of calling people to the supper table, they text it, and the people are in the same house. I find that ridiculous. Rob, I'll tell you something. I went to a birthday party three weeks ago. Yeah. It was the girl's birthday. Her boyfriend, who she lives with, did not show up for the party, and we were all shocked. Your boyfriend didn't show up for the party. And they said, doesn't he know about it? She says, oh, I texted him. I sent him an email. Oh, Wait a sake. minute. The host of the party said, well, you sleep with this man every night. Didn't you look him in the face and say, my birthday party is Saturday night? It's unbelievable. Well, the quest- It's the, unbelievable. The question is, what kind of a relationship is it when you don't know your partner's birthday? It's, I, I just don't, I don't, would, I would say it's, it's a relationship hanging by a thin thread. Mm, I agree with you. Betsy, stand by, my dear. You and I have to take our final break. Exo Nation, Betsy Beleg is our special guest this hour. Now, Betsy's an author. The name of her book is Being Mystic. Here's the website, www.beingmystic, got that so far? Okay, beingmystic.com. 
webs.com. And uh, you're going to, you in the Toronto area, and if you get Sun TV, you'll be able to watch Betsy on Last Bride Standing Sunday nights at 6.30 on Sun TV. We'll be back on the other side of this commercial break as we do a wrap-up for today here in the X-Zone. My name is Rob McConnell, and if you'd like to send me an email, X-Zone at XZoneRadioTV.com. Betsy Belega and I return after this brief message. Don't go away. Explanation, Betsy Belega has been my guest this hour. She's got a brand new book out called Being Mystic, and you'll be able to watch Betsy on Last Bride Standing Sunday nights at 6.30 on Sun TV. And uh, Betsy's also grateful to her publisher, O Books of the United Kingdom. Now, Betsy's website is www.beingmystic.webs.com. Betsy, it's been great having you back in the XO, and do me a favor, come back and join us in about two, three weeks. Would you do that? Absolutely. All right. Now, I have to ask you this, Betsy, because we haven't talked for some time. What do you think the significance of December the 21st, 2012 is? I think it's going to be a shift in consciousness. And I do think, and a lot of people disagree with me, I do believe we're going to see a lot more earthquakes, a lot of different things such as tsunamis, Mm -hmm. a lot of volcanoes. And it's Earth changes, but I think they happen about in a cycle every 25,500 or 600 years. It's not the end of the world. It's just a shift from, as the Hopi Indians would say, we're in the fourth world now. If man changes his negative ways Mm -hmm. and ascends to a more spiritual lifestyle, we will go into the fifth the fifth world. It's not the end of the world. It's world without end, amen, as they say. It's just a transition. It's not going to be the end. Betsy, uh, do you have any any uh, any predictions that you'd like to share with us uh, for the year, the rest of the year? Um, as you say that, I, I tell you, just as I was hearing your voice before, um, I said that about 2012. Spirit was showing me a period of growth for Exxon over the next 15 months. So that would take us up around to December of next 
of next year. So I'll and as I say that, I get the number four around you. Hmm. So I want to go with the show and and go into the vibration. Actually, four is the blessed number of the angels. So you have a lot of angels guiding your show. And spirit, thank you. They're talking about you'll get assistance from the other side for the show to grow even more. And I get my mom here saying, spirit, thank you. The ratings will tip in your favor. Wow. You'll, you'll be on, um, what's the word I want? My cup runneth over. Well, my mom is saying your ratings are going to run away. I'll go four to eight. So I'll, I'll say I feel you're going to add like another 800,000 people to your audience. I'll just say remember that number. Between I will. 400,000 to 800,000. Wow, Betsy, I want to And thank- I get a Michael, I get a Michael with you. And Michael. I want to say I know you're going to NNTV, mm-hmm. but hold on to the name Michael with I'll say network television. Hang on to uh, when I, I say will. hang on to that, I mean remember that. Cuz it'll be significant. Betsy our time has come to an end. Uh, it's, it's great talking to you. We'll have you back in two or three weeks uh, from now. Absolutely. And, uh, Rob, congr- thank you so much. Oh, listen, Betsy, th- congratulations on all the wonderful things you do because I know each and every day you touch a heart in a very special way. Well, thank you, and likewise. And every time I hear the song, the thing you do, mm-hmm. I think of you and Laura. <laughs> Betsy- Deeply in love after all these after years. After all these years. Betsy Belega, take care of yourself, my dear friend. Well, that's it for tonight, everyone. We'll be back tomorrow night at 10 o'clock as once again we cross the time-space continuum to this place that I call the Exxon. So until then, keep your eyes to the sky and your heart to the light. Closing time.